Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer It's a beautiful day here at Millburgers. Bright and sunny with all kinds of incredible color in front of us on the porch. Everybody's got shorts on and a yeah. mask on. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's prepared. So, yeah, uh, yeah no, it's... Uh, and. Uh, Lots of folks out here, uh, folks uh, social distancing, but uh, still doing some shopping and, and finding stuff. Trace has already got us a plant of the weekend, but I don't know what it is yet, so don't say anything. <laughs> uh, we got some great specials, and maybe we can even uh, uh, throw you some ideas on Mother's Day, too, if you've got some questions. Uh, uh, just call us at 210-308-8867. We got a lot of emails uh, last week, a lot by being like five. Uh, which is a lot for us, but I'm going to open up the other the Yahoo account so I can monitor it here at the nursery. That was the trouble was we got them afterwards. So it's just Radio at yahoo.com, Radio at yahoo.com, and that's two R's, the end of Milberger, the beginning of radio. And, yeah, you can email us your question. We'll try to answer it. Understand, though, that it's, it's sometimes difficult. I know some people don't want to be on the air. Uh, but when you email the question in, we can't ask questions. And so, did anybody answer our question about the cactus blue bonnet? Uh, no, no, not, not that I'm aware of. You mean nobody answered the question? No. What are we going to do? I think Forrest might have answered it. Oh yeah, <laughs> before I got on. That was that song. <laughs> do you know? You know the song? It was fascination. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fascination. It was fascination, <laughs> I'm told. <laughs> what we talked about is uh, we got a question in. It said, I posted pictures of a blue bonnet which has a cactus growing from it. It has a blue bonnet at the tip and seed pod halfway down. Right. Nobody had an explanation. Someone suggested I contact you. Ha! Huh. Strangest, strangest thing ever. I guess she means when she contacted me was the strangest thing ever. Wish I could attach pictures for you. Thank you, Brenda. And uh, I, I, t- I opened it up to our listeners. Yeah. And um, and yep. I, with the exclusion of Forrest Appleton. But that didn't stop Forrest. Uh, yeah, well, he... he he knew what it was. He said, Brenda. He wrote Brenda. Okay. I think what you are describing is something called fasciation. Fasciation. See the information and in pictures at uh, Plant Answers, Abnormal Growth, Mexican Hat, dot HTM. So, so, so if you go to plantanswers.com. I'm going to go there now. And, uh, okay. 
Are you there? No, no, no. It's taking me. <laughs> Go ahead and keep talking. And uh, you type in fascia. It's called, it's spelled F-A-S-C-I-A-T-I-O-N. That's F-A-S-C-I-A-T-I-O-N. And uh, you should find uh, some pictures. Now, I, I haven't had a chance to look, or I haven't taken a chance to look, and to to see if we have any blue bonnets on there. Um, I, know, I know I got a lot of blue bonnet pictures of fascia, but I don't know if we've ever actually made a question and... Uh, Put them on the on plan answers, but uh, no. I shall do that if I haven't done that. Yeah, it looks like it goes to the, to questions with the photos index, and I think there may be a red, that's it. Yeah, a, a red blue bonnet, but when I click on it, because of the the, the web thing here, it's not letting me go any further. So, but it what? Looks, yeah, it won't open. It won't open. So you'll have to check it out. But yeah, it, it it'll open for our listeners. It's just here they do. Oh. They, they do security and your website they're un, they're unhappy with but so it it found uh, in the in the uh, photos uh, questions with photos section which is listed in the uh, topics not yeah uh, the information index it looks like Mountain Laurel is there yeah and some others yeah and Forest Fire wants a uh, a Mexican hat. That's the one he he referred her to. Oh, is it is it kind of crushing the Mexican hat, kind of coming over the top? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, that, type in that fasciation, F A S C I A T I O N, and um, that'll that'll give you all the fasciations that we have on the internet. Okay, cool. Uh, but anyway, I guess we won't have to make it. Uh, Included in the Texas State Flowers, the cactus blue bonnet. Oh. You know, we talked about that last week. Oh, because it was a new variety that we thought we discovered. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, like, much like the dwarf uh, blue bonnet. Yeah, and Cal- Calvin, yeah. We Calvin was fussing with me. Calvin's answering a question for somebody. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. I'm going to use you as an example. We got the uh, the Yahoo account open, Milberger Radio at yahoo.com. So if you want to, uh, while the show's going on, we'll try to answer questions. But I said to understand that it's sometimes difficult to um, to diagnose when picture helps or to, to talk about it because we need more uh, information. And your Lyme example was a really good thing because I think the inclination, had it just been um, that she has pits in her limes, would have been the grackles. But yeah, well, and in fact, I went through the the grack. Just I went through the explaining what the grackle thing looked like and how common it was and how we saw it. Because sometimes they say, "Oh, that might be," but we I don't know that we've actually seen it on limes. The, gra- uh, the grackles, but I think it's all citrus. Yeah, so, I'm trying to think. The plant that was by here that we first noticed it on was that satsuma. Or was satsuma, that a lime? yeah. Satsuma. Oh, that was a satsuma. Okay. Now, now it gets on lemons. I know. The deal about the limes, Mexican limes, 
they're tiny. Uh, I kind of think of them being tiny now when the grackles do their, uh, and they don't, they don't get very large. Yeah, they're small. Yeah, the well, the other thing was the the one symptom that Jerry Jerry and I caught on was she said that every single fruit had it. Yeah, which that, no, which that's is different. not that's different. Yeah, because uh, you remember on the on the grackles, it's the ones that they can reach. Yeah, from the outside and it's. No. And as I questioned her, she she indicated that every lime that she's had on that bush, from the first limes till this year's limes, had that damage, had that yeah. uh, symptom. That's I, odd. I guess. So I'm I'm saying it's from the it's fruit related. It's related to the fruit. And I guess I guess you're say you're saying there could be a, uh, a lime variety that yeah. has a knobbly. Absolutely. Knobbly fruit, huh? Yeah, right, and then you got a second question too. Uh, y'all were really discussing. It. Uh, are you able to talk about that? Well, then this this was an uh, um, interesting one, more traditional. Uh, she's got a a, li- a lemon that she loves, and she's got. Um, she generally only gets four or five fruit. Then she had a great big fruiting year. And she's back to four or five. Fruit. Yeah, but then, bear. then she had a picture of the the plant in the container. The container is only about oh no, <laughs> uh, ten, I don't know if it's ten gallons. I'll be surprised. Uh, so I thought I suggested that she maybe look at one of those big uh, plastic containers that some of the uh, really big, you know, half whiskey barrel size. And half whiskey barrels work great. The problem. With half whiskey barrels is that they uh, they last about six or seven years at the most, and yeah. you have to replace them. But that doesn't doesn't phase the the lemon or the lime when you replace them. They just transplant. Okay. She must be really putting the fertilizer to it to have it producing in that small container. And I, I asked about the foliage. She says, "Yeah, it looks pretty good. Yeah, the foliage looks really good." <laughs> and she does. She does that our little trick, Jerry. On the she does the uh, gives it a uh, no. <laughs> she the uh, what, what do we call that? Uh, yeah, you got plenty. The, the, the ones that dissolve in the... In the water-soluble the, Water-soluble. She uses the water-soluble okay. fertilizer. So, and then she uses an, some kind of a lime fertilizer. I never, I don't know that I've heard of that. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, it looked good. But yeah. uh, I, I told her, to, I suggested she go back and look closer for those uh, scale, because the scale on a citrus aren't always easy. She's got sooty mold. Uh, oh, okay. And oh her, yeah, she definitely's got a bug. Yeah, and if she <laughs> hadn't, she didn't find the scale. She potentially could have had a uh, uh, aphids. We had a lot of, I think we had a lot of aphids this spring for some reason. It's yeah, big population growth, and then they just disappeared. So that yeah. would have been there too. Hey, Trace is on the porch with us. All right. Yeah. And, uh, okay, I'll get ready. I'm I'd just say morning. good morning, but I'm not sure it's morning anymore. I know. You've been working. I've been seeing Trace is in a blue shirt, and you see this blue shirt kind of moving through the nursery, and that's all you see. You can barely see Trace. <laughs> just a blue shirt. And a uh, mask. And the mask. That's correct. Yeah, it's busy today. That's and great. Lots of folks out here. Uh, lots of things to do. It's a, the nursery looks gorgeous with all the colors. Uh, and then the big blue sky and just light fluffy clouds. 
I'm not sure. I'm not sure we could have unloaded any more plants this week. We've we've That's gotten great. so much in and priced and put out. Good. It irritates tra- uh, Calvin when I do my weather report like that. So uh, no. right. it's always the same. It doesn't matter. You know, there could be snowing out there. <laughs> Beautiful day in San. In San well, then y'all would be inside the building. Yes, there there it's go. a beautiful day. It's about seventy-two degrees inside the building here at Millburgers. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> that's we always had to. I think Charles a few times reminded Milton that he described the weather as beautiful, and then he wants to go hide inside. And, yeah. <laughs> well, Trace, what's going on? What well, is, what's some of the things that you got? You got some good stuff on special that I hadn't seen before on special, I think. Yes, uh, this is the first time ever for Agapanthus. Yeah, uh, and you got a good stock supply of myself. We do. And this I'm walking is, up from the back, and I saw them back there. This is the, the large-growing agapanthus, uh, mostly blue. There was a few sporadic whites this morning, but I think those got picked out. Yeah, I saw the whites. Uh, so if you're not familiar with agapanthus, it's a, it's a great shade plant here that can take a little bit of sun, and uh, it's got a real, like a lily-ish looking leaf, and uh, the bloom spike on this one gets eye level, so it's, oh, it's cool. definitely showy. Well, I I saw one that uh, looks semi-familiar that went cruising by here, a huge bunch of them, but the red flowers, porterweed. No. Yes. Really? Beautiful. The, the red dwarf porterweed. No. Yeah. All right, so we gotta we gotta go ahead and do that now. So no. <laughs> have we got have we got the purple too, or is it just the red dwarf? Okay. Trace is going to tell you because it's the plant, plant of the oh, weekend. Yeah, right here. <laughs> And this plant of the weekend brought to you by the It's Obvious in Front of You uh, Council. So uh, go ahead, Trace. All right. So uh, this is the first batch of red porterweed. It's the only porterweeds we've gotten in so far. Oh, Oh, good. Um, They're running regular price with $6.99 and a one-gallon can. And uh, it is a great butterfly-attracting plant. Hummingbirds also love them. It, it's a it's an amazing plant. I, I we we talk about it quite a bit, but uh, when I put it in my articles, I, I, I identify it as an all-star plant for nectar source for butterflies and bees and for hummingbirds. Uh, but it's also a weird plant. Uh, it's uh, the the bloom pattern is is really distinctive and uh, and attractive. Jerry, how do you describe that? It has t- it has a spike of uh, a bud that will open to be bloom, like the one Patrice brought up here for us to look at. Has got a few uh, blooms open at the base of the spike, but if you look at the there's three spikes on this particular one. And if the other two spikes are full of buds that's getting ready to, uh, will eventually open. So I, I would describe it as uh, how a snapdragon blooms. So it creates the whole little spike, and then they start blooming from the bottom. Right, up. right. So, um, and uh, well, we used to, <laughs> uh, when you first see this plant uh, or see the bloom on it, it's kind of inconspicuous bloom. Yeah. Now these these that went by had had a load of blooms on it. Yeah. Much more than this one we have here. I, I just grabbed a fair representation. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we used to make fun of Paul Cox. Uh, Not just for this. We made fun of Paul. Just in general, they used to make fun of Paul. 
but uh, they never could sell it at the botanical garden sale because they called it Porter Weed. But and Paul couldn't figure that out for for years. He couldn't figure out why they couldn't sell a weed, or something with a name weed on it. But then we realized that the, those little blooms are really attractions to uh, butterflies, the uh, hummingbirds, uh, well, and and you, bees, and uh, everything. I, else. I don't know exactly. Uh, you got the uh, information that these these are one of the most potent nectar sources. You're right, right. And you can tell that uh, if you it's uh, it's not unusual to see a giant swallowtail or a monarch uh, f- kind of. Competing with a, a hummingbird for the... <laughs> Let's say fighting, because they, they will fight for it. Yeah, And they, they seem to go back to the same bloom. You know, most other nectar plants, once they're visited, then the nectar is collected by the uh, insect or uh, bird. I mean, insect. Um, they don't come back to that for a little while. But this one... It seems to have a constant supply of uh, ne- of nectar. The little bitty bloom just makes me think of a, a wonderful Irish whiskey. You know, you just keep going back and Wait keep going back. No, <laughs> no but the, and these these are attractive, especially this red, uh, the one that uh, Trace is identified as the plant of the week. They really they're a pretty disciplined grower. Yeah. Now some of the porter weed you can get all kinds of exploration and different and different colors but this this blooms pretty uh, consistently and has a nice uh, weeping shape doesn't get too huge trace how high do you think it gets maybe uh, a couple feet as big as the one yeah. we saw in the in the uh, butter the certified butterfly garden yeah they're, they're 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 great and that and that's it is on that list you know it's miss miss flower uh, milkweed zinnias so there's another plant with weed in the name that's become popular. So, just because this has weed in the name, a butterfly weed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, to so how much are they, Trace? And they're six ninety nine, and we got in fifty ish. Okay. Oh. Oh. Right. So if my, you've been looking my for porter weed, Calvin's going to buy us ten. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I have forty ish. Okay. So you may want to call the nursery. Is it still okay? Uh, now they've been really they, busy. They, 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 we're trying to answer the phone as best we can. So, yeah. Um, yeah, because it is busy out here. If you so. don't get yeah, through, that, come on down. That's okay. an issue. So you might, you might, this might be the time you want to uh, come visit the nursery because you, uh, you see, you see all the other plants too. I'm looking over there that an unbelievable uh, mass of uh, milkweed. So yeah. you might want, you might want to get some more milkweed. I saw there were some monarchs still flying. So even though I declared in the article today that uh, it looked like there wasn't a lot of monarch action this spring, because they they heard, they checked it out and made a liar out of me. <laughs> That's uh, what those monarchs will do. Well, the uh, other the but, other thing that came in spectacular this week yeah. that's, uh, that's in the ad is uh, plumbago. Yeah, no, no, yeah. something in the ad. And the funny Super thing is, so I got, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, Texas go ahead. superstar. Um, I got here at 10:30. And it was full. People love blue plumbago. There, it's yeah. yeah. This one you may want to call and do curbside too. I know you got a lot of them, 
Uh, so just you can come on out and, and feel comfortable. You'll get one. But, gosh, right, they're so popular. 400 more coming in some okay. today, too. Good. Okay, yeah, because it's uh, – and uh, I'll, uh, but, yeah, go ahead and talk about the blue plumbago. It's a beautiful purple, uh, blue, too. It looks it different than the one I, I – uh, Well, the old-fashioned one was kind of a washed-out blue. Yeah, I think that's what and, I have. And uh, there is a white as well, but I think this is the most outstanding of the, the colors. Uh, yeah, very, it's very vivid, very like a, I don't want to say royal blue, but kind of a bluey purple. It's got a purple tint to it, so it's a little richer blue. Um, well, I, like I was it. noticing that the, it's just, just the, the uh, stint of the bloom. It seems like uh, that's, how, how, when the nursery are preparing uh, like blue pumbago, a, a shade color and plan, how do they get that much bloom on it? Well, they don't grow. I know. They, they don't grow, they don't grow in, in the, the shade. Sun. They grow it in the sun. Yeah, in greenhouse. I mean, mine are huge foliage, but I don't have that much bloom on. Yeah. On the plants. They do them from cuttings and grow them in a full sun greenhouse. Full sun. Yeah. So we we yeah, always, it will tolerate the shade. Yeah, we pu- we promote it as a good a shade plant. But yeah. These guys are unbelievable. It's another one that. Uh, you're, the butterflies won't pass up. No, it's not not a favorite of the hummingbirds, but butterflies really I like it. Did your crepe myrtles come in? They did. Oh, good. Okay. So, well, how are we stocked for crepe myrtles? We're pretty darn pretty darn good compared good. to uh, a week ago. Okay, so this would be a good time to come out and get a crepe myrtle. And are well, they most of them blooming, or can they see the bloom on them? No. Okay, so you got a tag on they, them. Most of them have the tags, or we have a sign as well. Okay. Uh, now, there is one thing in the ad that we underestimated. The popularity of Yes, is that, that pot. Oh, uh, wow. For, for 888. Okay. Uh, unbelievably, uh, they uh, they were all gone by Friday. Oh, my no. gosh. Well, it, was oh, a no. good, it was a good deal. It was a good deal. Uh, my wife even bought three. Oh, four. Lord. Well, actually, she bought four. Uh, two for her and two for uh, my daughter. Oh, cool. But we went through uh, five pallets. Oh, my uh, gosh. Like 96 pots uh, on per pallet, and we went through it in two days, wow. two and a half days. Wow. Well, that's a good reason to make sure you're going to millburgernursery.com and getting the emails on the sale items and stuff so you know ahead of time. I, I noticed that you've got moss, some moss roses there and zinnias. Yep, and uh, purslane. So we got a little, some, some of the hot weather stuff's already starting to come in in decent quantities. Yeah. How about the Angelonia? I know these guys have talked about it before, uh, and yeah. you've got it on sale. We you got do. A special on uh, it. It's regular dollar fifty nine. I believe we have it for ninety eight cents. Well, you had didn't you have like four tables full, and all you got is one table. Key, keyword was had. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, nickname for it: Summer Snapdragon, and they're beautiful. Um, mostly, well, the, mostly purple left. It looks like. Yeah. I, I put it on my. Uh, I, if I, I think Jerry, Jerry and I conducted a, a deer, deer proof test on a few years ago in my neighborhood. The, the deer didn't eat them hmm. for the uh, Angelonia. Yeah. So, and they're very drought tolerant. Okay. Hey, but the oh. one, the plant that the deer will absolutely not eat. My favorite vinca, vinca periwinkle. So we got a bunch of Cora series in. Well, yeah. good. Vinca, both in uh, super six packs and in four inch, and I believe the four inch is on sale. Do you I have that four inch pod regularly dollar twenty nine on sale for eighty eight cents. We had a we had a uh, 
customer come up to the, the front here and was wondering about plants in full sun that kind of like hanging baskets. And we talked about purslane and moss roses. But we also talked about that uh, cora spreading. Do we have any of that? Uh, We'd gotten some in. I think they're gone. There's actually four. I wasn't even going to talk about this one. There's four four new varieties of vinca that uh, Peterson was growing. Okay. think they're somewhat disease resistant. Okay. Uh, one of them was, I think, Voodoo, I think was the name on it. Okay. Uh, but they're kind of interesting colors. They're not your normal, uh, everyday, run-of-the-mill Vinca colors. But they claim to have the disease resistant Cora? Well, I, I think that's the only reason that they're trying them, because it was a trial. Okay. Oh, very cool. Hey, Trace, we got to take a break. Is that cool? You want to hang around? Or if you can't hang around, yeah, if you can't, then, then come I'll, back in a little I'll while. I'll try to come back. Okay. Lonnie, don't go anywhere. You're going to be up next on Millburgers Gardening South Texas, our number 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We're coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Okay, lots of great things happening at Millburgers, lots of terrific things on sale. And here's what I'm going to tell you. Mother's Day is coming up Sunday, May 10th, and Mom's a superstar, so head on over to Millburgers and find savings on some great Texas superstars. Like Vincas are on sale in the 4-inch pot. They're regularly $129. Now they're just $0.88 cents each. Here's a fun one. Angelonia Mix is on sale. It's called the Summer Snapdragon. It's beautiful and a Texas superstar. And it's on sale in the 4-inch pot for just $0.98 cents each. Blue Plumbago. Got this one myself. Love Blue Plumbago. It's terrific. And people I've recommended it to love it as well. It's a Texas superstar and on sale in the 1-gallon container for just 4 88. And a Texas superstar has been tested to do well in this area with all our different conditions. You'll find these on sale and much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery. Welcome back to Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Let's see if anybody can figure out our musical theme today. 210-308-8867, or if you'd like to, email us. We'll see how we can make this work. Radio at yahoo.com. Radio at yahoo.com. Lonnie is on the line at 210-308-8867. Lonnie, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Very well, Milton. Thank you very much. You bet. Uh, Doctor, What's going Doctor, on? Uh, Dr. Parsons and Finch. Uh, I called last week pertaining to the tomatoes that had the uh, the uh, leaves that were turning yellow and kind of right, like black right. uh, Well, I watered them, but that didn't seem to make that much difference. However, I've seemingly noticed uh, throughout this past week that um, perhaps there were fewer of those uh, uh, leaves. Uh, however, there was, <clears throat> I think, a, a fairly important uh, factor <clears throat> that I forgot to mention at the time that my wife had suggested. We had a uh, landscaping uh, uh, gentleman out during the, uh, during the, that prior week, or last week, and uh, uh, he sprayed uh, some kind of weed color, and it, it, I, he didn't spray within the garden, but I think maybe it's possible that some of that spray may have drifted over 
and affected those tomatoes, but I don't know about that. Well, uh, if, if that had, had, had occurred, you would see uh, the green foliage would show symptoms, and the symptoms would be maybe a curling of the leaf. Yeah, it's really a pretty distinctive. Yeah. Well, most herbicides are really distinctive. But uh, drift is possible, but like I said, if you didn't see any curling of the leaves on tomatoes especially, they're very well, sensitive. I, I didn't see the curling that, that it, it wouldn't seem naturally if a leaf is dying. I mean, I didn't see any curling beyond the fact that the leaves were dying. Uh, wouldn't that be the same thing? No. 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 You, you, you stay green. Yeah, you wouldn't expect the them to go into a gradual turning yellow. Right. They, they stay green, but they curl. Okay. All right. And, well, and if, if, it, if it's just a light curl from a, from a herbicide, uh, they'll grow out of it. Well, that, that appears to be what's happening because I'm setting fruit all over the place. And, okay, uh, good. Uh, they, they, I mean, otherwise, uh, the, the plants seem perfectly healthy. Okay. Uh, well, you're, you're okay. 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 All right. Don't worry about it. Good luck, Lonnie. (laughs) Okay. Oh, wait. I have a second second question. Second question pertains to a, oh, it's about a four-year-old Satsuma orange, uh, Sito, I think it is. Uh, And uh, I did, as you have suggested any number of times, uh, I put uh, copious amounts of osmocote. Good uh, man. In the in the area, uh, about a um, maybe a uh, I don't know seven feet uh, diameter uh, area around the plant, but I then immediately put some mulch on top of that. Did I act precipitously in that respect? No, you you got it. Uh, that'll work. Okay. The thing about yeah. osmocote, it works with it or without it. Yeah. It's a, that's that's it's an amazing product, and that's one of the reasons why it's expensive. Uh, how is your Satsuma tree doing? Is it bearing fruit? Well, no. <laughs> the uh, It's still a very small tree because, unfortunately, I bought it, and then I, I, I left it in, the, the I guess, the five-gallon pot for... About two years before I planted it, so it's yeah. It's, We've it's all been a, there, Lonnie. It's, it's had a rough start in life, but uh, okay. How long? I, how long ago did you uh, plant it? Oh, uh, it's been planted since um, last. Uh, um, oh, she wanted to plant it last. And how far? How far out was? You, did you put your Osmico? Six feet? Uh, anywhere from from the seven foot diameter, like I estimated, all all the way to you know maybe within about uh, uh, six inches or eight inches um, from the uh, oh. from okay. the trunk. Okay, I, 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 I was worried that you put it all six feet out, and you're beyond the diameter of where that root system could spread. Uh, well, grass not. Like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I removed well, all the Bermuda glass, grass, and weeds, and so forth. So, uh, I, now I had one, I had one um, delicious little sasuma from last year. Um, okay, but and then I had a lot of, of uh, blossoms, but 
subsequently they either dropped them or perhaps some wind got got them knocked off for this year. So I'm afraid it's okay. going to be barren for another year. Okay, well, year. well, be careful uh, discounting your satsuma at this time of the year because the fruit's about size of a marble or smaller, and uh, a lot of a lot of times you can't see it in the foliage. I know mine. The satsumas I have, I have two varieties, and I look at the tree every year in the spring after bloom, and I'm, I'm like you, I think, there's no fruit on there, and then all of a sudden, the fruit shows up. <laughs> well, it's not well, just I, uh, well, I hope satsumas, that's the case, but... <laughs> lemons and limes, the yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll be on the lookout. <laughs> okay, thank you for calling. Thanks, Lonnie. Good luck thank to you. you. Billy's on the line. Is this our Billy? That Billy. Billy, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. What's going on? Oh, uh, just calling in to thank Jerry for some information. It is our Billy. Uh Oh, wow. That doesn't happen that often. That's right. Uh, (laughs) I brought I brought in a a portion of a tomato plant uh, last week. I think it was that had some yellowing in it. Right. and he said it wasn't a disease, it was something else, and he recommended Dacanil. And Milberger didn't have it, I had to go get it somewhere else, but I do think that it helped. It uh, it, okay. has quit sp- it has quit spreading, and I see it a little bit now and then, but I, I'm going to spray it once a week, and I think it's going to take care of the problem. Okay, well, that's good news. That's the yes, classic classic pattern of, of, its, of its treatment, too, is it stops... The fungal disease from yeah, yeah it stops for spreading. Yeah, yeah, it did. Well, I thought I heard somebody say something about yellowing of tomatoes a while ago, and it reminded me that I just needed. That's to... right. He he had the same symptoms you did. Uh, that's the reason I called in. I thought maybe it might help. Okay. Yeah, it, uh, it Dacanil is apparently pretty potent stuff from what I read about it. So uh, well, real... yeah, it's it's commonly used as a, a well, as a for as effective as it is, it's it's uh, relatively easy to use. So yeah. Oh yeah, it's you don't need a license or anything. Yeah, that, that's right. Well, that's all I had. My my tomatoes are doing good. I have some plants with eight or ten tomatoes on them. And uh, they look like they're going to do good. That was my only problem. And if I could take care of that, uh, I think it's going to be a good year. There you go. Did you uh, are you going to let the uh, red, white, and blue blue bonnets drop their seed? Uh, of course. Okay. I imagine they've already dropped their seed. Probably. Uh, probably so. I, I'm. Uh, some of the ones I did were at my church, and I haven't been there lately, so uh, I'm going to go check it out sometime. Actually, some of them uh, I've had, I've had some of them that are there are from seeds that were dropped last year, and uh, okay. so I I carried a uh, container that I had at home that had blue bonnets in it and set it out there so I can just drop the seed and then I'll bring the container back home. There you go. That'll work. So I have a have a good stand. At home, I didn't do too good this year, but at church, they did real good. Now, did you plant any reds at the church? Uh, no, I didn't. I only have white and, and blue. Yeah, that's that's what I thought by looking at your pictures. Yes, I saw yeah, one I, red uh, in there. I, I got some, but I ended up doing some at home and giving some away. And by the time I got to church, I, I didn't have any reds left. <laughs> 
Okay, that might be more appropriate around the church anyway, the white. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I have blue and white. Okay. Yeah, I appreciate you sending the pictures. Good. Okay. Take care. Okay, thank you for calling. Bye, Billy. Speaking of pictures, Calvin, I sent you one. Bye, Billy. You take care. Uh, It's a question I got texted to me from George, and he says... uh, I have a gardenia that's looking yellow and not flowering. What can I do? And of I think, course. I think it's I know. It's a gardenia. Well, so can you see the picture? So it's it's in the yard, I think. Oh, Lord. Yeah. So let's figure out if well, it's. Well, you could answer that, Milton. I could have, but, but George wanted the, the experts, not the guy that's, you know. That's well, you're an through. expert now that you've grown one for three or four years. Well, it's. It's dead, but that was because of too much water. <laughs> but uh, it got too much rain down. But yeah, I'm guessing the soil is not correct for that for that plant. Did you see it, Calvin? No, I don't see it yet. Did you send it? Uh, no, I, I did. I thought I did. Hold on, I'll send it again. <laughs> this but, is high tech. Yeah. Uh, for for those of you who are listening, we're both on our cell phones, seven feet apart. Sending sending it to pick. Sending the texts back and forth, seven feet apart. All right, send it to your uh, your uh, text messaging and stuff. Oh, text. So. Oh, text message. Okay. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Uh oh, ma'am, did you have a question? Can can we can we ask it on the air? Can you be on the air with us? Well, here. Uh oh. What's that? Yeah, we can. Just, just talk. We'll, you don't have to touch it. Just, just talk, and we'll get it. You're all in the air. How can we help you? I have two rose bushes I bought. I'm from Michigan. I'm not from Texas, so I don't okay. know what lives here. Well, welcome to Texas. And the two I like from Michigan are not doing it here. So I found this in the newspaper, but I can't find those here. Uh, what do you have here? They're, that they're I- out there on the. Vet. Uh, the other side of that mesquite tree. Yes, sir. I looked at them all. all right. There's a whole bunch of yellow bushes. Yeah. So. But not that brand. These are not in the mix of roses. They're to the to the right. Oh. So the, not where the horse is. No. Which ones but are they? Have, which ones do you have? Tough, I can't see it. Is it a tough model? Blender drain. Yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, Grandma's at, yellow? Grandma's yellow. At some point, we had every one of those in that article. Yeah. I don't, I don't know right now what the... Uh, I've got Grandma's yellow. Yeah. Katie Road and Belinda's green. Yeah. Uh, and you're, and you're, those you're, three were there earlier. Well, I, think, I think they're out of Belinda's dream, but I think they've got Katie Road. And, and your best bet, just... Um, Go to one of the registers, ask to get someone to help you. We're doing the radio show. That's why we're, we're kind of... Oh, I'm sorry. You're okay. That's all right. No, you're okay. You to look by the horse. Yeah, no. on, the, on the right side are all the tough modern roses and the old-fashioned, right along that right side. And I uh, I haven't looked in a couple weeks. So yeah, that would probably be some. Yeah. Well, they have two. One's called a peach rose and one's called a Julia Child. Would they do he- good here? Now, they're high... They're, they're hybrid tea, but they're they're tough. So. Are they it's, tough enough for here? Because my Michigan roses won't make it here. Yeah, yeah. They, but just they get, won't make it here. Just run to the register and say, "Hey, can can you ask somebody to come help me real quick?" And they'll okay. get somebody. Yeah, and they'll take you to where they are if they still have them. I've grown roses in California and Michigan, and both those breeds won't do good here. Yeah, so I, I never knew that you had to have local. Yeah, yeah, this is hard. This is harder than either of those two locations. Or, Cal, at least there's different roses that do well here yeah, than do just, others. Yeah, just the right roses. That's why those. 
You'll love grandma's yellow. I think you'll be able to find those. Yeah. I can even grow them, and I can't grow anything. All right, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866. You bet, 308-8867. Did you have a question? I do. Come on up, just just start talking, you'll be on the air. Is that okay? You're, you're fine. Who is that cool dude next to you there? This is my son, Andy. Oh, look at her. And we hey, have Andy. a vegetable garden in the back, but we don't have any bees. We put in a bee house and hung it on a, a tree. And we're trying to figure out what kind of flowers to use to attract bees to our bee house and help pollinate our vegetable garden. And we heard you just great. Thanks, man. No, uh, you got, you got a long you got a long list. Uh, we just mentioned this plant is porterweed. Yeah. This 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 one is unbelievable in terms of attracting bees. Uh, and uh, the mist flower. The mist flower. Look for a mist flower. Zinnias. If you grow zinnias, the bees come. It surprised me that he brought up zinnias. <laughs> and, uh, the, 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 those are the same. Those are among the favorite butterfly uh, nectar sources, too. So okay. that's, that's why. Can I do those in small pots? Or I also have a small, shallow planter bed in the front of the house. Would that work? Uh, get, you gotta have a, you got to have a pretty ma- a mass area. Do you have a hummingbird feeder up? I do not. You might want to do that for the bees too. Okay. Put a couple of hummingbird feeders up, and uh, and then the bees will get access. Or just put some sugar water in a shallow container. There you go. Sugar water in a shallow container, along with some of those bee plants. Um, or regular water in a, in a bird bath will help bees. That's that's, a, that, that's another thing. Just a regular bird bath will. Track, especially as we get hotter. Now, what did you say you were putting? A, you put a bee a box bee in house. the house. It's just got a bunch of little pieces of bamboo stacked in there. Um, you'll never get bees in there. <laughs> it's a yeah, it's a pollinator box. Calvin, have you had any luck getting bees with yours? Not yet. Not, Not yet? yet. Okay. We uh, Milberger yeah. sells them. Oh, okay. So. They don't have to stay as long as they come through the garden. That's all that really matters. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but get get those some of those nectar um, those nectar plants mm-hmm. along with the some of the sugar water, and you should bring some in. Okay. Some of the let me write this down. Yeah, zinnia. You can get you can get the real showy zinnias, or you can get the tough tough zinnias too. The zinnia and what else? Yeah, and mist flower. Mist flower. If you got shade, this penta, these pentos will bring them in. No. Let's see. All right. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and while we do, uh, actually, I'm going to tell you about Spider-Man Pest Control real quick. Two one zero six five six thirty seven twenty one is the number for Spider-Man. And I got another good example of why I, I like Spider-Man Pest Control. Uh, he was uh, talking to me about some of the jobs they have and some of the commercial jobs and. Uh, you know, he's he's out there basically supervising every uh, every job he can, even if it's just from the office. Uh, he's making sure they're going well. He's making sure that the the people are happy, and that's commercial or residential. Uh, Spider Man has said that there's a number of uh, people that are calling now about termites. So if that's your situation, uh, give them a call at Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, and they'll take care of you. They've been doing this since 1976. Uh, they advise other people. That was the other cool one. I hope this is okay to say. 
uh, and that was that uh, another pest control company was helping somebody out, and uh, they they were having challenges, and they called the man that's been doing this since 1976 that does it so well. They called Spider-Man and, uh, and got some good advice from him. So, listen, you can just go straight to the source. Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control, give Warren Remy and the gang over there a call. Let them take care of you. You'll love working with Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control. Uh, they can do uh, organic uh, treatments. They can do synthetic treatments. They're going to do the treatment that uh, that works the best for your situation. All right, Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control, 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721. Go SpiderManPest.com. We'll answer George's question. We'll see if Calvin ever got my text. Uh, and uh, we'll answer that question as well as yours right after this on 930 a.m. The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Okay, lots of great things happening at Millburgers, lots of terrific things on sale. And here's what I'm going to tell you. Mother's Day is coming up Sunday, May 10th, and Mom's a superstar, so head on over to Millburgers and find savings on some great Texas superstars. Like Vincas are on sale in the 4-inch pot. They're regularly $129. Now they're just $0.88 cents each. Here's a fun one. Angelonia Mix is on sale. It's called the Summer Snapdragon. It's beautiful and a Texas superstar. And it's on sale in the 4-inch pot for just $0.98 cents each. Blue Plumbago. Got this one myself. Love Blue Plumbago. It's terrific. And people I've recommended it to love it as well. It's a Texas superstar and on sale in the 1-gallon container for just 4 88. And a Texas superstar has been tested to do well in this area with all our different conditions. You'll find these on sale and much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery. How many nights I wait for you when you never, never, never came around. I cry myself to sleep most every night. But then you walk by. Back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, 210-308-8867. Yeah, the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival would be going on this week in New Orleans, so uh, Al had a good idea, which was to kind of feature some of those artists as our bumper music today, so hopefully you'll enjoy it. All right, George uh, uh, sent me a, a text and had a picture of a gardenia that was yellowing and was not blooming. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, so I'm going to attempt to to answer it, but you're going to have to tell George what he can do at this point. So, (laughs) George, it appears to be in in our soil, which is alkaline, and gardenias don't like alkaline soil, and they tend to yellow in it. I don't know. I guess they don't bloom either, huh? No, no, this one is in pretty tough shape. It would, uh, I mean, I, I think Jerry and I would predict it would is just going to continue to decline. Yeah. Especially, so, especially if it gets dry. There's nothing you can put on it. There's nothing you can do to no. the soil that'll. The best, best thing he could do with that is dig it up. Yeah. And uh, I, I assume it's been in the soil several years. So if it's a big plant, cut it in half, dig it up, put it in a large pot, and uh, uh, put in the pot uh, sphagnum peat. Yeah, that's what I did, and that worked out really well. Yeah, 
Did you just straight? That was my August beauty. Did you just put straight in? Or? No, no, I went half and half. I'm that's sorry, right, yeah, you that's said half straight. Fan. Yeah, I went half potting soil, half peat. Okay. I, would, I, I always find sphagnum peat moss difficult to work with. If yeah. you got half of it potting soil, it's a okay. little easier. But what Jerry, what sphagnum is uh, the traditional acidifying source. Yeah, know? and put it in a um, morning, morning sun, afternoon shade. Or after you pot it up, you might want to put it in all shade until it gets uh, rooted in and starts growing again. Okay, I hope that was helpful, George. And you need to fertilize it with copious amounts of osmocote. Okay. But now, the prognosis is not good. Oh, I'm sorry, George. Did um, you might Milton, when you had real success with yours, did you ever... Try to uh, collect uh, rainwater or use acidified water. No, but that might have made it even better. I might have had more success. Yeah, if if if, if it's convenient for you, George, and uh, collect some rainwater, especially right after. It needs to be watered, even if it's just regular uh, city water. But uh, if you can get some, um, add the rainwater, just like Jerry mentioned that it's it's in a tough it's tough condition right now and you want you don't want to uh, threaten or challenge it anymore but that 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 might help if you uh, acidify the water although we've found that it's uh, quite often it's more work than than it contributes but yeah. uh, if you look, got look at the, look at that lady, young lady right there's got nine Porterweed. Porterweed. Oh, man. Calvin, if you're going to get some, you better hurry. Maybe maybe during the newscast, you may want to run. Are you buying all my porterweed? Great, great selection. Yeah. Have you grown them before? All right. 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. All right, Jerry, this one's for you. Oh, goody. Ray emailed me six questions. Six? Well, four, but okay. When I harvest the seeds of blue bonnets, yeah. what color blooms will they produce? Will the plants that are red plants produce seeds that will grow red blooming plants next year and the whites white next year? That's uh, that's uh, Ray that took all the good pictures. Oh, good. Hey, Ray. And, um, and uh, he's he's been bugging me or been disappointed in me not answering. Oh, okay. His questions. I have his questions right here. Are these the same questions? Yeah. All right. Well, well, you can just answer them now. Oh, Ray. I'm okay. Uh, when I harvest the seed, what color blooms will they produce? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, g- uh, generally, it is, it is number one question. That's right. We have two uh, minutes now. Gen- <laughs> okay. Uh, if you harvest seed off of a, a, a certain color, but they've been cross-pollinated, bees, right. bees have worked them, uh, you'll get... Uh, 75 to 90 percent red are the color that okay. you harvested the seed plants from. All right. How about and number two? Will the plants... Blue bonnets again? Yeah, will the yeah. plants <laughs> that are is. red plants produce seeds that grow red blooming plants next year? The same right. 
Same question, same answer. But, Jerry, is a chance that the red and the white seeds harvested from the red and white plants will only have a small percentage of red and white blooms on the plants grown from them? 25% chance they'll be, uh, no, you said about 75% chance they'll... They'll be the color of the mother plant. All right. How about number three? Uh, or is there a chance that the red and white seed I, harvested... They just read that. <laughs> <laughs> All have a small percentage of red and white blooms. No. Okay. Uh, they will have uh, the red and white seed will have uh, red and white, like the parent plant, but uh, they can also have some mixed colors. Right. In other words, that white may, with the pollination of bees. The white may have uh, crossed with the red to kind of make the red uh, pink, you know, uh, a different color. After harvesting the seed, I would expect all that, all Uh of the blue. Uh Hey, wait, we got to hold this one. Hold this till we get back. Calvin, if you want to go get your blue, your porter, we go now. We'll Uh be back in a moment right after this on 930 a.m. The Answer. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, and we're uh, taking your calls at 210-308-8867. We're live here at Millburgers at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. We encourage you to come on by and visit with us. Uh, also, uh, just call us with your gardening question at 210-308-8867. And we're trying this out. You can also email me a question at uh, millburgerradio at yahoo.com, millburgerradio at yahoo.com. All right, let's get back to Ray's questions. He emailed me at millburgerradio at yahoo.com. Yeah. Number uh, three. <laughs> well, your number three is different. No, it's true. Okay, what do you got? I got number four. After harvesting the seeds, I would expect that all of the blue blue bonnet would have blue blooms when grown from the same seed that is harvested from them. You're uh, you're expecting too much because uh, the the seed that you harvest from the blue blue bonnet plants uh, will be like I said, uh, 85, 80 to 85 percent blue or white. I mean blue. That'll be blue. But there'll be some off colors in there because they've been cross-pollinated by bees. Okay. So there'll, there'll be a, a smaller percentage that are off color. Yeah, I have a question about that. Uh, and the purple blue bonnets uh, would, uh, would yield seeds that would grow in the plants that would produce all purple blooms. Uh, and that's, uh, that's the same as with the blues. All right. But the majority of them will be purple, but uh, you'll have some off colors in there. And even even as, which we saw in my yard, we Jerry and I, he, this was years ago, he had a 
we swept out the back of his pickup truck, and there was red seed. <laughs> and they came up red. And after five, six years, there were very few reds, almost none. But then, like, eight years, every once in a while, or nine years, every once in a while, <laughs> yeah, we'll see a red. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they came, the reds turned into, uh, where you planted the reds, they turned into blue? Yeah. Okay. They want to go back blue. All colors want to go back blue. All right. So um, my question on that is, so there's that little, there's that red-blue bonnet. Okay. If it's successfully cross-pollinated with a white, you kind of get like a pinkish or a lighter red or? Maybe some. Yeah, maybe. Okay, maybe. And? It's not that, it's not that simple. Oh, okay. So my question was. Because you you brought that up a minute ago, it that that bee's going every color. Yeah. So he's got pollen on him from every color. Yeah. And he's leaving it on that white. How does is it like? Gonna gonna be like a a dream sickle <laughs> with red, white, and blue in a the co- same. A kaleidoscope. Yes. <laughs> no. Okay. Just okay. <laughs> you never know how that uh, the pollen's gonna how they're gonna interact. Okay. Well, sometimes the, and I don't know how it is in blue bonds, but sometimes the bees or the butterflies, I know the butterflies are attracted to certain colors. Yeah. I mean, they, uh, even certain butterfly species have yeah. favorite zinnia colors, and so you you end up with a kind of a dominance. It's just like yeah. Jerry says, though, there's nothing absolute about it. It's, But in the long run, you could predict what's going to happen if that that kind of situation continues that's why we ever we call them every year we rogue them every year in other words we'll go out in the purple field and uh keep the purples uh, if we want purple mm-hmm. and then uh, eliminate all the off colors okay so there's no there's less so chance that, of possible. yeah no no pro, no pollination problem they'll poll- purple will pollinate purple all the time because the bees are, are working the flowers. Okay. Um, do you want to go to the next question? Well, yeah, there's another one. There's two more. Okay. Oh, do you want me to read it? Yeah. There are so many concentrations of actual amount of sulfuric acid in the containers that you can buy. What percentage of concentration is necessary for the sulfuric acid to do the job? I guess it's scarifying. Is that what yeah, scarifying the seed. That's uh, uh, so they'll germinate better. Uh, we use uh, it's it's sold as concentrated sulfuric acid. Now we're not recommending that uh, <laughs> that people do uh, you know fool with concentrated sulfuric acid. Yeah, I, was I used to say. tell people if they just had to try it, uh, they could get it at a, a swimming pool. Uh, supply stores because they—that's what they acidify the or drop the pH of the of the water. Okay. When it becomes alkaline, it gets ugly. Uh, the best the best thing for common people to do uh, that don't have access to concentrated sulfuric acid is either and they save their own seed. You just go ahead and plant them without the acid treatment. Okay. Which they did for years and years before Carol Abbott and I came along. No. Oh. Okay. But, but uh, and uh, 
some of the wildflower people uh, used to say that we were hurting the bluebonnet seed by treating it with acid. No. We were hurting that seed, Calvin. Sort of like, it's like GMO, huh? Yeah, yeah, you were hurting that seed. And in fact, when you put put them in that concentrated sulfuric acid, you can hear the little seed calling out to their microbial yeah, buddies. Yeah, there you go. But That's this right. this was there. There Jerry has a history of this, Milton. This is not just the sulfuric acid. <laughs> he uh, he and um, younger Mister Fanick experimented with. Oh, is that right? Cleaning seed. Right. And. Uh, <laughs> They ground it up into a, a powder. Yeah, we used it. We used the uh, and that, uh, in fact, did hurt the seed. Yeah, <laughs> we used a uh, uh, shredder, leaf shred, uh, brush thread. Yeah, he had one, and uh, John was out, John and I were out there. And John said, "You want to put them in directly into this shredder?" I said, "Good Lord, yeah, they're like pea gravel." <laughs> He dumped that seed in there, and uh, the other end, it shelled the seed, oh. the actual seed. Took the coating off of the seed. Wow. And uh, we walked away from each other without saying a word. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I had screwed up by telling him to dump them all in the shredder, and he had... <laughs> He had messed up by uh, letting me dump them all into us. And, of course, all of... So it's his fault. All of their colleagues were very sensitive <laughs> and uh, did not harass him about that for for more than, what, how long has it been? Yeah. 20, 20 years now. <laughs> yeah. The interesting thing about it, when that went through that shredder, it took the outer coating of that seed off and left the uh, cotyledon... Attached to the little seedling, blue bonnet seedling, and they they were they were all over the ground. So and they sprouted. In other words, you could take those uh, and put them in the container, and they would end up sprouting. Ah, so hmm. what was the problem? They did not last, right? No, yeah, they were exposed. Yeah, and uh, that that seed we were using. We always make mistakes with our most with our rarest seed, and that seed we were using eventually turned out to be named after Barbara Bush. Oh wow! Hi. Barbara Bush Bluebonnet. We're on the radio. Do you want to be? You want to ask a question? Can we you, ask it on the radio? On the air? We're doing a radio show. Yeah, just, you're okay. You're okay. Yeah, just uh, go ahead and okay. ask it. Just, okay. just talk. My I'll... question is, I want to layer a, a garden area with flowers, some kind of foliage, and taller foliage. And it's partly shaded. So what do you suggest? Uh, it's uh, you gonna put it with layer of flowers and what did you? Yeah, think? I'm thinking flowers in front, a taller foliage. Oh, taller foliage. Greenery, and then a little bit taller greenery with maybe wispy flowers. And it's shade. Partially shaded. Okay. Now, it seems to me that the the, the blue plumbago should be in there. Something. This this is. 
right now is blooming more than you would expect in that shade. That could be the back. Oh, the back. They, yeah, they go. Mine, mine is this tall. Oh shade. wow! And it's a nice foliage, and you get some blooms. It is pretty. And then, uh, Jerry, what, what about your uh, favorite uh, dwarf Mexican petunia? Is that that yeah, lower? There, there it is, up there by the tree. That right there. It looks yeah. like the yeah, that, yeah. One, that one does fine in shade. It's got purple flower, and it's drought-tolerant. Dwarf Mexican petunia, it's called. And it grows how tall? Oh, it's uh, stays about that tall. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a wonderfully tough plant. Okay. It's got pretty leaves like the Larope, too. Yeah, right. Okay, and then how about flowers in front? Is uh, it too late for uh, for our uh, native flowers, like blue bonnets? Or, yeah. It, it is too late. Okay. Wildflowers. Well, there are, there's other native. Cosmo, if you want a wildflower. A what? Cosmo. Cosmo, okay. Now, what about, uh, what about for uh, Salvia grigiae as the medium size? That's the one behind the, the blue bo- the, yeah, Mexican. Is it? Side by side, is that one side yeah. by side? Now that one will grow. You'll have to every few years. You'll have to kind of cut it, cut it back, because it'll it'll grow. As tall as this one, then. Well, not not as not as fast as that one does, but it'll yeah, it could get leggy. But uh, both of those you can cut back okay. as much as you want to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I don't want them to grow too high. And you know, and these. That uh, Mexican petunia, you won't have to cut that back at all, I don't think. That what is... about Mexican heather? In the shade, will it do anything? Yeah. Uh, I think it'll, it'll uh, bloom somewhat in the shade. Okay, and that's on the other side where he's passing with the wagon? Yes, yeah, right by that wagon. Okay. See the little little uh, pink little bloom? Little blooms, yes. Yeah, that's Mexican heather. Now, Very... you've, you've got... Pentha, penthas too would be would good grow there if you get a bigger one, uh, but they they'll have to be replaced every year. They won't make it through the winter. Okay, you're confusing me too much with all your knowledge. No. <laughs> so that's a good one for the back, and uh, and then we've got the two Mexican. Well, the Mexican plants. petunia is the is the front, and then you have to decide what's going to be a middle. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And. Jerry has mentioned the heather. That'll go taller than this? A little bit taller than that. Yeah. Okay, I want like six inches taller. Yeah. You know, so you see the layers. A little bit. Yeah. It, uh, uh, well, I'm going to let... I'm gonna, it might work. I'm going to let you two finish up, Calvin. Okay. We're, we're going to go. Richard's on the line at 210-308-8867. Richard uh, has a scarifying uh, idea. Go ahead, Richard. Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, what's going on? I got a uh, Rodale organic gardening book that I bought well over 20 years ago, and it mentions scarifying either with a knife, a file, or if you want to do a lot of seeds, take some coarse grit sandpaper, put it inside of a jar, dump your seeds, put the lid on, and just shake. Now, that's an interesting idea. It doesn't work. I've never tried. No, it doesn't? No, we, we tried that. Uh, oh, did you? That, that, was, that is mechanical scarification. Okay, I've never tried it. And we we used a a rock 
I think Paul Cox furnished the uh, rock uh, polisher that has a uh, sandpaper in the oh in yeah the, in the middle, and you put it in there, and it rotates that uh, seed or, or whatever you're trying to clean. And uh, we and uh, we found that uh, mechanical scarification doesn't give near the uh, germination quickness as does uh, uh, acid does. Okay. Uh, all, all, all the, if you're interested in uh, scarification, go to uh, plantanswers.com and go to, uh, I can't remember where it is. It's, uh, it'd be in the, uh, it'd be in the, uh, Maybe blue bonnets, uh, but just do a search for scarification, and okay, uh, you you'll find the. Uh, also, you can do a, a search for Davis D A V I S, and you will find uh, uh, research done on on the comparison of scarification, acid scarification, mechanical scarification. And uh, non-scarification uh, done by uh, Tim Davis. Look that up then. Okay. All right. Thank you much. Well, thanks, Richard. Yeah. If you can't find it, Richard, uh, maybe my brain will be working if you send me an email on it. To The cool. We appreciate you calling in. We like the fact that our our listeners try to help out our other yeah. listeners. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the last question, and then we'll go to break. <laughs> by Ray was muriatic acid. Am I pronouncing that right? Could I've, he, could, I've he, seen. Uh, it's a scarified blue. I have seen uh, uh, science fair people, uh, kids, uh, do the test with uh, uh, different types of acid. Yeah. Other than sulfuric, and uh, some of them give a little bit of resolve. But the sulfuric is always the best. Okay. Okay? Cool. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hopefully that helped you, Richard. Uh, and if you want, you can uh, go ahead and uh, email me. I'll try to answer it. We'll try to answer it while we're on the air at Millburger Radio. Uh, Milberger Radio uh, at yahoo.com. And Sam's got a, a plant identification. I'll send it to Calvin so they can see it up on the porch. In just a moment on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. Okay, lots of great things happening at Millburgers, lots of terrific things on sale. And here's what I'm going to tell you. Mother's Day is coming up Sunday, May 10th, and Mom's a superstar, so head on over to Millburgers and find savings on some great Texas superstars. Like Vincas are on sale in the 4-inch pot. They're regularly $129. Now they're just $0.88 cents each. Here's a fun one. 
Angelonia mix is on sale. It's called the Summer Snapdragon. It's beautiful and a Texas superstar. And it's on sale in the four inch pot for just 98 cents each. Blue Plumbago. Got this one myself. Love Blue Plumbago. It's terrific. And people I've recommended it to love it as well. It's a Texas superstar and on sale in the one gallon container for just four. 88. And a Texas Superstar has been tested to do well in this area with all our different conditions. You'll find these on sale and much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery. I would rather, I would rather go blind, boy. Than to see you walk away. I just can't stand to lose you And most of all And welcome back to Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer... We're going to try to answer Sam's email in just a second, but Lloyd is in the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Lloyd, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm uh, doing good. i uh, got a question about watering geraniums. Uh, I noticed uh, using well water that geraniums or leaves kind of turn brown. Some of them do. And I was told that that's because of the uh, alkalinity and in the well water, uh, but now I just I've got a rainwater system where I'm watering all my plants with rainwater. So okay. Can you hear, Jeff? Yeah. Can you bring can you bring Lloyd just up a little bit? Thank you. Okay. Go ahead, Lloyd. We we, could, we, we were having trouble hearing you. Okay. There you uh, go. That's much better. All right. I've got some geranium and. Uh, I've been watering them with uh, well water and noticing that the leaves, you know, get some of the leaves turn brown. And I was told that that was because of the alkalinity in the water. Uh, now well, the I've got salt. And what? The salt. Uh, they're they're real sensitive to salt. Is your is your is your well salty? I don't think so. You know, it's just. Okay. Uh, that west of west of Kerrville, maybe may have. I, okay. I don't know. How, how but, does uh, uh, how do the leaves look when they turn? Did they turn? Did they burn around the edges or or? No, pretty the much edges? the whole. No, it's pretty much the whole leaf just kind of burns uh, turns color. Uh, huh. and it, it would make sense that would be the water well water getting on the leaves, but but I don't know. Oh, it's not. Yeah, but I don't think it from getting on the leaves. Yeah, and the, and the salty water if you're over in College Station or yeah. Ryan. Yeah. But uh, now, what other what other things are you growing? Is anything else showing that same symptom? Uh, well, right now I'm just starting on uh, the others. I've really hadn't gotten started, but no. Uh, I don't notice it. Uh, I've got a few other flowers, and, and I, I don't notice it on them. Yeah, like a, geraniums, the geraniums seem from to my experience, are not overly sensitive to. Mm. Well, you gotta you gotta understand geraniums at this time of the year, looking for a place to die. 
Yeah, yeah, I know that too. Right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so they begin to decline, especially in ninety-degree temperatures. Can you? Are they in full sun, or can you put them in a morning sun area? I can pretty much put them from full sun to shade. Yeah, know, well, really take them out of the problem. afternoon sun. Okay. And see if that yeah. doesn't. Uh, and you kind of let them out, you let them dry a bit between waterings, right? And the, the containers are large enough that the soil doesn't get baked in the hot sun. Yeah, I try to water them every day or at least every other day. Uh-huh. How large Sometimes are the containers? Oh, well, they're about eight inch. They're the hanging baskets, you know. Mm. Uh, yeah. That, that that might uh-huh. might be an issue. Try try some vinca in there. Okay. You got deer? Yeah. Well, but luckily they haven't gotten here yet. They're up. You the got deer and they haven't eaten your geraniums? Well, we don't have deer in the yard. They're out in the pasture. They haven't got dry. I guess they're not dry enough for them to come attack the plants. Yeah, they're not okay. attacking our roses yet either. Okay. Really? Wow. Good. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the, be, the, be, the best move will be cut cut the afternoon sun out of them and then, yeah, and then what, what explore that, uh, that Jerry's idea about the Vinca is kind of cool because then you can you can put them in the full sun, uh, even even in our 100-degree sun. Right. And then they also, the deer won't eat them if, they, if you ever have that issue. Okay. Well, what's the big advantage of using rainwater to water these plants? I've got a rainwater tank down. I got a pump on it, and I water all the plants. I just started it, you know, run, watering them with rainwater. Other than the low pH, I guess, in the water, uh, is there another advantage to it over the well water? No, it's that's it's acetic water. Yeah, the rain, the rain, yeah, is acid. And here, if there's something in the well water, like salt. Uh, the rainwater okay. will ma- make a significant improvement. Okay. Yeah, and if it if it's real alkaline, if you got an well, if you got an acid-loving plant like gardenia or something, you it can it can contribute if you can get acidic water from the rain. Okay. Okay. Well, if you got, well, if you got rain in a con- in a container, if you got a lot of it. Uh, you could you could experiment with that in your geranium. You yeah, I've got a twenty five hundred gallons. I've got twenty five hundred oh, wow. gallons, and I've got a you know wow. on a water hose. That's a good deal. All right, thanks, Lloyd. Good luck, All right, Lloyd. Thanks for All right, if you'll help her, we'll talk to uh, James on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey, James, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Oh, just great, man. I got all my chores done, came inside, and turned on the air conditioner. Oh, okay. Well, what's going on? How You got a squash question? Yeah, this, this is my first year with the uh, uh, the multi-pick yellow squash. I've got it... Uh, I've got it on the four-foot basins, about 120-foot row, 
and uh, it's doing all right. I'm getting a little blossom end rot uh, at the start of the season. Yeah, you drip irrigating? Yeah, they're mulch with uh, with old straw, and I'm got the tea tape uh, out there. Okay. Usually blossom end rot's caused by a fluctuating water condition. No, uh, there's there's no fluctuating water condition. They're uh, okay. They're that's good. They're really doing good. Um, I put down a little rock, soft rock phosphate in the bottom of the transplant hole when I set these out, but um, it it it's not a problem. But it, it there's uh, probably five or six little fruits on each plant that have the blossom end rot. And what kind of phosphate did you put on before you planted? That old Malcolm Beck soft rock phosphate. Oh, rock phosphate. Okay. Um, yeah, Malcolm and I agreed that colloidal phosphate's actually better. But because uh, rock phosphate uh, is slow to uh, be re- to be available. Well, that... That should give you some kind of indication when you call it rock. <laughs> so I need but, to go to, if I want to continue with this variety, I need to go to another uh, calcium source, phosphate source. Right. Uh, and what would that be? Well, like I said, we used to recommend, if you want to do it organically, we used to uh, recommend colloidal phosphate. Yeah, I don't even basic- know what that is. Yeah, that's uh, basically the dust or the shavings of rock phosphate. And uh, 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 Malcolm used to carry it. He used to have it uh, at Gardenville. But I don't think they have it anymore. I don't know if his source dried up or or what. Um, But uh, right toward the last there, Malcolm was doing tests... uh, on uh, different phosphates, and uh, he f- he found that uh, his actual best phosphate uptake was with uh, superphosphate. Well, I've got some superphosphate. Uh, do they still sell it? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, we'll um, next season. I'm going to stick with that uh, multi-pick. These plants are getting huge, man. I put them on a four-foot spacing, and and they're already closing in on each other. So, they're good. They're, they're liking it. Uh, they'll probably you know, get they'll probably get over that uh, blossom end rod. They're starting to get over it, but I'm lo- I'm losing a lot of the early fruit, and I was yeah. wondering. Um, I get that's, about that's a, fifteen pounds on that row every day, maybe twelve, ten, twelve, fifteen pounds of course every day. So, okay. Uh, All right. It's working Thanks, for me. James. Oh. Thanks, James. Thanks. Cool. All right. You take care, James. 210-308-8867. All right, let's help Sam out. He emailed us a picture of a plant for ID at Radio at yahoo.com. This and is working out good for you, man. I've got two today. No. Two. <laughs> so uh, we're going to figure out how, if we can make this work. But... Um, 
Yeah, so you th- y'all thought it was Mexican olive? Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. Uh, Kevin and I were talking about it. I, when I was driving over here uh, today, I, I went by a tree that was just full of blooms. Yeah, the white blooms? The white blooms. Yeah. They actually got yellow in them in the center. In really? In the center, when you look at them closely. Uh but uh, this tree was absolutely covered with bloom, more so than I've ever seen on a on an olive like that. And huh. so uh, <laughs> I had to do a double take to make sure that was uh, that Mexican olive, because I'm always used to seeing those or uh, begin to see those in the winter down around Crystal City and in that area. But uh, now they've become very popular, and they even Millburger sells them. Uh, at least he had some last year. Yeah. So think, uh, that's, uh, that's what he's got, a Mexican olive. Okay. It's an excellent. Oh, good, Sam. Excellent, excellent plant for our uh, landscapes. The only, did you mention the cold? Yeah, if you can find them. Yeah. Well, the, that's a lot of a lot of folks watch for them in the native plant. Yeah. Uh, sales and I don't know who's propagating them. I tried to. Dr. Larry Stein had a had one out by his grandmother's house, and uh, it was pretty. And I took probably two two I, two, two different time. I, I took cutting and uh, just never you could be on the radio. I, I rooted one out of probably a fifty cutting. Yeah. Did you have a question that you, we could ask on the air during the radio show? Yeah. You could just just, just, start, just in front just, of that just, microphone. No, you don't have to pick the, it up. Just stand there and talk to us. We'll hear you. Um, I was wondering if there's anything that you can do to add a soil to keep the water um, retained in there. So it seems like whenever I've been watering some of my plants with the soil that I have currently, the water is just draining right out of it, and it's it's drying up like the next day or two days later. Well, that Yeah, that, that's good and bad. That's mm-hmm. a desirable characteristic on containers when you buy them from the nursery because there's no weight. Uh-huh. And plus, they don't get soggy. we got a lot of plants that are kind of sensitive to wet feet. Yeah. So you you got to kind of pick and choose. Uh, but you can do, uh, you can look for a, a potting soil that's uh, less flaky and less organic material in it that... that uh, that'll have more structure to it. Um, Add organic material, leaves, grass clippings, things like okay. that. Uh, that holds the, helps hold the moisture. Okay. Well, okay. I always think of it as uh, as if, uh, when I think of the the soils that they they're very light. Mm-hmm. I always think that they're all pieces of organic material too. Mm-hmm. Organic material has both characteristics: it drains well, but it also retains some. But you can you, you can even put some sand in sometimes. Oh, okay. Uh, but I don't know if how, how much. How about a bigger a bigger container? Are you keeping things in little containers? Well, they're they're pots that are like they're on a they're on a railing. So there just it's just there's no um, uh, dish underneath the whatever it's called the res the 
the saucer. There's like a saucer underneath it. It's just the pot. Oh, they're in pots. Yeah, they're in pots, and there's no, but there's no saucer. They're kind of hanging on a um, on a on a railing. Yeah. So when you water it, it just the water just comes right out of it. Okay. So I was looking for, or maybe getting some ideas of kind of what I can do to add to that soil in those pots without the saucers to kind of keep the water in them because, I, like I said, I'm probably watering them. Yeah, every other um, day, and they're, yeah, every, have they're to, dying on me. I yeah. Forget my organic material. I, I was thinking in the ground, <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> uh, not in a pot. Uh, you could uh, line that uh, pot or put some uh, sphagnum peat in that, in the, around the plant in the pot. So, okay. so it'll wet. It'll get wet when the when it uh, okay. when the water. Okay. Now you, you, you use sphagnum peat, you've got to kind of get it, kind of let it sit in the water, get sa- soggy. Okay. Because if you, if you just put it in that situation when it's dry, the water just keeps moving. Okay. Moving through it. And it'll float the sphagnum out. Yeah, you got, yeah. So it's peat, right? Yeah. Sphagnum peat. P-E-A-T. It's a, okay. All right. Cool. Okay. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. you, you, you but but that's, not a, that's not an easy situation you got down there. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you might you might have to retire from your job and just spend every day watering. <laughs> yeah, I know. Cool. Thanks, man. Thank hey, you Bob. Hey, Calvin, you think folks are liking the blue plumbago from your visions? I from your... think I thought there was going to be a little uh, agitation there. Uh. <laughs> so uh, the one woman we're looking at now has a, a cart full. Uh, and when we say that, we she, it's a basket that's the top and bottom. So think of a grocery store basket with a top and bottom, and she's filled it. And this is not an exaggeration, nor is it a cliche. As they were putting them on the ground, the, the employees were putting them on the ground, people were picking them up, inspecting them, and putting them in their basket. They, uh, Yeah, the blue plumbagos look outstanding. <laughs> if, you, if you've thought about getting one, this is a good time to come to Millburgers. They're on sale. And there's uh, some beautiful ones. So just I, and I hate to. I did tell somebody that we were talking about uh, plants for the shade. Yeah. And we recommended blue plumbago, but we did we did say now if they're growing in in uh, considerable shade, they're not going to bloom like they're blooming here, right? Uh, yeah. blo- you'll have some blooms. You have nice foliage, but. Uh, these are these are obvious uh, superior. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, these are real nice. And they're putting some more down. So if we had a video camera, you would see. And the gentleman we were talking to now is picking up some blue plumbago. So it's uh, it's pretty popular. It's on sale for four eighty eight in the one gallon. Wow. A container. Yeah. So it's hard to resist that. Yeah. Two one zero three zero eight. Let me double check. Two one zero three zero eight. They're even buying those before our porter weed. Yep. I'm afraid so, Calvin. All right. I've already cut mine down my in my full hot as hell uh, planting bed out in, in in my backyard. So I, I cut them down every every winter, every uh, spring to the ground. Mm. Lawnmower. In fact, uh, Rob ran a lawnmower over them this year and uh, cleaned out the weeds and everything else. And they're they're coming back. And they're are they in eight, shade or eight summer? Eight to ten years old. Are they in the shade or summer? In the full sun, sun full hot, okay. dry sun. Never been watered. Mm. Huh. And they bloom. They bloom too. Yeah, they bloom their brains out. Uh, I got a, I got a bunch in the shade, 
that they, it's not they're starting to bloom again, but their their blooming is not constant. No, when when they bloom in that full sun, they're they bloom well. Yeah. Uh, I have to keep the uh, I've got them out there with Turk's cap, and uh, they both come up and start blooming. There, it's pretty attractive. And then I've got horse herb all around them. Which Calvin mentioned in his article this week. Yeah. So if you uh, if you get the if you get today's paper, oh. got a pretty pretty uh, picture of a hummingbird in there. And uh, he wrote wrote about the uh, those martins, those purple martins bothering the starlings. Uh huh. So, uh, I don't know. <laughs> hey, let's take a break while we got a chance and come back in just a second. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Or if you have a topic you'd like to, to, us to discuss, email me at milbergerradio at yahoo.com. I'm Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. We're here at Milberger's Landscape Nursery Hello. at 1604 on Boulevard Road, and you're listening to 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. Okay, lots of great things happening at Millburgers, lots of terrific things on sale. And here's what I'm going to tell you. Mother's Day is coming up Sunday, May 10th, and Mom's a superstar, so head on over to Millburgers and find savings on some great Texas superstars. Like Vincas are on sale in the 4-inch pot. They're regularly $129. Now they're just $0.88 cents each. Here's a fun one. Angelonia Mix is on sale. It's called the Summer Snapdragon. It's beautiful and a Texas superstar. And it's on sale in the 4-inch pot for just $0.98 cents each. Blue Plumbago. Got this one myself. Love Blue Plumbago. It's terrific. And people I've recommended it to love it as well. It's a Texas superstar and on sale in the 1-gallon container for just 4 88. And a Texas Superstar has been tested to do well in this area with all our different conditions. You'll find these on sale and much, much more at Milberger's Landscape Nursery. You got the got sand to wait the positive in the negative that don't to the affirmative and welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, live at Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. Trace is on the porch with us. We're going to uh, probably end up wrapping up with him. What's going on, Trace? Um, I'd ordered 400 more plumbago to show up today, and then I said, you know what, can you make it another three on top of that? And I said, nah, I don't think so. Well, guess what? 700 more showed up. Oh, great. Yeah. So uh, almost every cart's got, got one in oh, it. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, well, uh, for a while we were counting the um, porterweed that were going out of there, you know. And, it, and then, then of course, the, your staff started delivering the plumbago, and it, the, the, the porterweed kind of got dwarfed. <laughs> Calvin yelled at some no, poor no woman. No pun intended, dwarf porterweed. Yeah. <laughs> Calvin yelled at some poor woman who had bought ten of them or something. Yeah. Well, I got to get some. Wait, put those back. She did you not. You sure you want those? And she didn't even know what they were. Yeah, she just liked oh, yeah, them. Oh, she did. No, she, she did? had not grown them before. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but she knew because she, she had filled up 
the rest of hers was uh, zinnias and uh, milkweed. Yeah, I guess she had a list, I think, of yeah. uh, butterfly plants. Yeah. Must have been from somebody's wonderful article that she got. No, that I don't think that's it. I didn't write anything. Did you write anything, Jerry? No. Uh, hey. Milton, did you write any articles? <laughs> uh, yeah, that must be mine. Okay. Yeah, it's probably mine. That's it's funny. At, it's at that same place where his uh, rose. Yeah, you can find it right there. Yeah, that's cool on the porter weed. And then um, uh, we did get in some Belinda's dream yesterday. Did you? Yeah. Okay, I told one lady that uh, couldn't grow roses that she grew in California, and where else did she grow? Michigan. Michigan. Uh, and she was looking for that. Uh, saw Calvin's blue, uh, blue uh, grandma's yellow bloom in the paper. She brought had that in her hand, and she was looking for the uh, uh, grandma yellow amongst the the hybrids, the, the regular roses. And I told them they, if we have any, which I'm pretty sure we do, they're they're over there by the horse. We didn't. She, you didn't think we had any Belinda's dream, but that might have been. That's be right. If well, you, we didn't for about a week. Yeah. But that'll that'll be nice if she found those when she did her, yeah, her search. That'd be nice. But anyway, we did have a few customers set up shop waiting on that truck to show up. Is that right? Yep. Oh my gosh, that's cool. For which the roses or yeah, yeah, Blended Dream. The Blended Dream. Hmm. Yeah. And Trace, uh, we let's see what else have we been kind of talking about? Um, Trace, have you gotten any? Uh, Jerry keeps promoting a uh, uh, horse herb in transplants. Uh, no, sir. <laughs> you pulled out a few last year. Oh, I, I will again too. Okay, I, I'll let you know when I got them. The uh, Calvin's article today talks about if your neighborhood has deer along with butterflies, make point make a point to watch for the deer browsing on horse herb. Uh, the black swallowtails are harvesting nectar from the small yellow bloom. If you do not have horse herb, you can sometimes find it sold as a ground cover at nurseries. That's why I asked uh, Trace, do we have any yet? The other option is to dig up some of the hardy lawn weed <laughs> out of your out of your neighbor's. Uh, out of pursel, horse herb uh, is a perennial that also produces seed. But so far, efforts to collect the seed have not been successful. Uh, like I say, if you got a neighbor that's got horse herb, and uh, you can get them to mow that horse herb with a uh, uh, catch and catch the grass clippings or catch the clippings. Then you can dump those clippings over in your yard, because those clippings will be loaded with seed, little bitty seed. So anyway. Or you can just wait till I get some and buy some and. Uh, there plant you it. go. Yeah, uh, you'll you'll have to have faith if you use seed, the seed technique. I b- I bought uh, Judy, my wife wanted some. Uh, um, oh, the green. The green uh, herb, herb, yeah. That which one? Uh, uh, kind of curly, curly parsley. Oh, okay. parsley. You know, and what's kind of at the end of the season. But she said, well, she wanted 
some some whatever was available. So there were a couple, a few nice plants. There may still be some. I got them got them home, planted them in a herb one of herb pots. And I swear the very next day there were there was a uh, worm black swallowtail, <laughs> and it must it must have got ha- you know when it was sitting there yeah. hashed or maybe maybe even the black. We we have black could swallowtails be. here. He could have he laid the eggs right here in the they nursery. Show up that fast, it probably. But wouldn't. they they really they really are attracted to that. And fennel, what else, Trace? Fennel and uh, uh, dill. dill, dill. Oh yeah, dill is uh, another good one. Rue, rue. Okay, you know how your guys have when they're bringing those containers, they have the the, the one gallons of the blue plumbago and the. The crates, the yep. kind of plastic things. This woman just grabbed a crate off there, and she's walking to the register. I, I love it. It's great. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it shows how popular. I just want the listeners to know how popular they are. It's really cool. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to think of uh, what else we can talk about before we we uh, we well, just we, talk we can, about Porter Weed, yeah. the plant of the weekend. Plant of the weekend, yeah. Uh, let me see here. We might have a. Uh, uh, nope, we we got uh, just about five minutes left. Um, will it hot? Will it being hot and everything, and the humidities are fairly low. Uh, m- most of your blue bonnets uh, have popped their seed, have uh, shed their seed. I'm still le- leaving the uh, write up on how to collect the seed harvest, especially the orange ones. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, bring those in. Bring the seeds in here so we can protect them. It yeah, don't don't ja- give them to Jerry. It doesn't wear you out uh, taking care of the orange ones. Yeah, right. But uh, Jerry, <laughs> uh, one of the, and the selection's good. A vinca, lots and lots of vinca here. Oh, and, uh, yeah. It's one of the best I'm choices for full, for the hottest part of your yard and where the deer are. Yeah. So that, we've yeah. had one person, I think, in all the years tell us that, Deer of eating his vinco. I think he was drinking. Oh. Oh, man. <laughs> Maybe it was just. Okay, I'm, I'm not going to even go there. I'll let it go. I was going to try to find a good joke. Uh, no. There isn't one. It's from Minnesota, no. maybe. No. But anyway, uh, I'm going to leave all the blue bonnet pictures on plantanswers.com. That we have in topics of the month, images that I've taken. It's all he talks but, about is blue bonnets. Because never about zinnias. No. Guess what next week is? Beginning next week. Uh, blue bonnet festival. <laughs> close. Oh, what? National Wildflower. Oh, week. cool. Week. Okay. So um, I'll I'll bring more about that tomorrow. Yeah, that'll be fun to talk about that. Yeah. You got to put some pictures of larkspur on for for that one reason. Yeah. Well. Hey, Trace. Uh, too. Uh, we didn't get any calls on it, but maybe tomorrow we can start thinking of good Mother's Day ideas here at Mill Burgers and. Ah, roses are the best one. Yeah, I think so too. And we just got our shipment in, so we got 700 new roses, along with some patio tree roses. Oh, okay. So those uh, those were kind of nice when they showed up Wednesday. Came, came with those crepe myrtles. What about in the greenhouse? Have we got uh, orchids? Phalaenopsis uh, orchids? I think there's a handful, but I believe he's got some ordered. Oh, okay. good. Okay. There, that's always a great and then I meant to ask you, did did, uh, did you find any Easter lilies for Easter? We had we had some. Did you? Yeah, not, not many, but we had some. 
Uh, I doubt if many people are growing them now. Uh, Clay, Clay Pack was, uh, was, yeah, that's was the only one. player in the game. Yeah. Uh, they said Dieter quit growing them. Huh? Well, Dieter, Dieter's gone. Yeah, right. In fact, that's that's the greenhouse setup that we get our orchids from now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, I, I saw that they donated a lot of orchids uh, to the food bank. Oh, uh, cool. They, they were unloading the orchids, I uh, guess, to give it to people that came in and got food, which was nice. Wow. They were full. They were pretty, too. Makes me want to get in that line. Yeah, no kidding. Why didn't you tell <laughs> us earlier? Um, okay, we also need to mention that, uh, let's see, I'm, I'm looking at the April newsletter, but May ought to be coming out pretty soon, right? I believe we've already proofread it, so uh, oh, okay. I, I, I may have it already, actually. But you probably still got some April newsletters laying around, right? Uh, in, if, uh, if we got the May ones in, we probably uh, file 13 to the Aprils. Oh, okay. Y'all don't keep a, keep a backlog? No. no. Okay. But uh, they can, if they go on the Internet. They can revisit oh, past yeah. ones with no They can problem. revisit the old ones. And, yeah. and they could even sign up to get an emailed version of it. Yep. And uh, then they could actually save it themselves. And it's in color. Yeah. Look at this, Trace. All right. Uh, Tra- no, no. Trace, we got to begin to wrap up. I'm glad I got 700 more. I'm glad you did, too. No kidding. Trace, you want to get the, take the last 10, 15 seconds? I remember, everybody's got a mother, and That's it's true. coming up, so uh, we've got the color to give her for Mother's Day. All right. Thanks. We'll visit with Trace more tomorrow, but uh, we'll visit with you tomorrow, too, on behalf of uh, Dr. Parsons and Dr. Finch. I'm Milton Glick saying uh, thanks to Al for doing a great job, and thanks, of course, to you for listening to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930.